20th chapter of John, starting at the 19th verse. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone of his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Thank you, Jeff. I have always wanted a twin sister. I remember watching the show Sister, Sister when I was growing up. It was a show about identical twins, and it seemed like the greatest thing to have a twin. Someone that I would have a special connection with, someone I could always talk to and confide in, Someone who was like me and would just understand what I meant when I said something or what I was going through. And in today's scripture that Jeff just read for us, Thomas, Thomas or Dionysus means twin. And Thomas takes a lead role in today's scripture. It's evening on that first day of the week. It's Easter evening. Just that morning, Mary Magdalene had raced from the empty tomb and gone to the disciples and said, I have seen the Lord. And she told them everything that Jesus had told her. And then yet they were there as night falls on Easter evening, holed up behind locked doors for fear of the religious authorities. Yet somehow unencumbered by these locked doors, Jesus arrives and stands among them and says, peace be with you. 
Now, I'm sure when the disciples see this, they are astonished by this simple greeting. Peace be with you. There they are, huddled together in muted candlelight, speaking in hushed tones, hiding from the authorities who had just crucified Jesus a few days before, and then suddenly standing before them, right there in the room, is what appears to be Jesus, in the flesh, yet also somehow able to walk through locked doors. Now, I can imagine that when Jesus sees the disciples' faces, he chuckles a little and he says, okay, guys, here, look at the wounds on my hands. See them? See my side? It's me. And someone breaks the stunned silence with Jesus? And Jesus nods. And then everyone bursts out cheering. And after a few moments, Jesus says again, peace be with you. Like, calm down, guys. I have things to say. And then Jesus goes on to say, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And he shares with them about how they are going to continue the work that he had started. Now, at some point in the evening, Jesus leaves. And the disciples are talking, and they're making plans, and figuring out the next steps. And they tell him, they tell Thomas, confused by when he walks in with all of this um, excitement that is going on around him, they say, we have seen the Lord. And they go through this whole crazy story about how Jesus walks in, appearing before them through the locked doors, and they confirm, yes, Jesus did, in fact, conquer death. And Thomas says, well, I don't believe it. Unless I see the nail marks in Jesus' hands and put my finger where the nails were, put my hand in his side, I can't understand how what you are saying is true. Thomas, whose name means twin, is standing as the lone disciple, the one who did not see Jesus that night. Now perhaps he is standing there as a lone twin for a reason. Because in a very real sense, we are often each Thomas's twin. Standing next to him, asking to be shown proof. Because how can this outlandish story about Jesus actually conquering death, how can that be true? I'm sure that each of us worshiping today have had doubts. Doubting is a natural part of faith. It's what happens when our science-trained minds come up against the miracle stories of faith, those things that can't be explained by natural laws. On Easter morning, Mary Magdalene came running in and shouting to the disciples about the risen Christ, and the disciples, in that moment, were filled with doubt. They didn't believe her because it just doesn't make logical sense. And yet, that is exactly what these miracle stories are designed to do. 
to astonish us. Astonishment is this this blend of, of belief and disbelief. It's our minds trying to make sense of something that that just doesn't make sense. The miracle stories of our faith are meant to give us pause. Help us to question our assumptions about what may or may not be possible or impossible to God. Think about this past year. I think it's a miracle that the church is still alive. A year ago, we were filled with doubt. Can we really be the church, the body of Christ, when we, see, when we can't see us gathered together in the sanctuary? If we don't come together on Sunday mornings and sit in these pews and sing our songs and try to pay attention to whatever the preacher's trying to say, then how can we be the church? How can the church survive? Just like Thomas, we said, unless I see it with my own eyes, I'm not going to believe it. I can't see how it's possible that we are the church. And like in today's story, God showed up. A week later, after the disciples were after Jesus came to the disciples and, then, and Thomas didn't believe them, the disciples were in the house again. And this time Thomas was with them that night. And again, in walks Jesus, even though the doors again were tightly locked. And he looks at Thomas and he says, I know you weren't here before. I know that you are struggling to believe. Here. Put your hands on my wounds. See the holes in my hands. See the wound in my side. Stop doubting and believe, Thomas. And Thomas looks at Jesus and exclaims, My Lord and my God. He believed. I remember years ago, a few years ago, learning about having these, quote, online worshiping campuses. It was like a physical church that worships together and studies together and grows together, but they're made up of people from all over the place, and they don't necessarily ever meet in, at all or, or very often in person, It's really just a meeting. They gather together, and it's this community of faith that is gathered online. And when I heard about this, I thought it was bogus. I thought it was silly. I thought it didn't make any sense. You can't be the church that way. You have to gather together. You have to look at people in the eyes and be able to see them. Well, COVID made me eat my words. For those of us who have traditionally gathered in person, online, it's not the same. And I'm not trying to say that it's the same at all. It's it's good, and it's valuable, and it's necessary for right now. But we will gather together in person soon. But in this time that the traditional church has been 
disbanded or, or dispersed throughout the world, into the world, Christ has in a new and a real way opened our eyes to his risen body that cannot be confined by walls. And it's not diminished by any precautions or, or physical distancing. Here we are, a year later, continuing to be the church, continuing to create safe spaces to grow with God and to grow with one another, to wonder and to think. This year, I have felt a sense of community online that I didn't know was possible before. The connections that I've made with people, the way I have seen people grow in their faith and have aha moments, the way I've seen God's spirit move through space in ways that I honestly didn't think it was possible. I've seen it, and yet I still struggle to believe it and to understand it some days. And I know that if you haven't been a part of the Bible studies or the small groups or even committee meetings and, and read the emails that, that we get from people saying how they're connected to us more or, or new now, then it's hard to believe that this is true. And yet, what does Jesus say to Thomas? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. To have that faith. I admit that before this pandemic, I was limiting God's ability with my own capacity to understand. It didn't make sense how God could move through the internet and connect us no matter what time we were watching or where we were watching from. But listen to what I just said. I was limiting God with my capacity to understand. Hear that self-focused language? It's about me limiting God's ability to work in mysterious ways. That is why we need these miraculous stories of faith. To give us pause. To help us and make space to, to question our assumptions. Or about what may or may not be possible or impossible with God. And this doesn't just happen in the church. This has happened again and again in our daily lives. So where is God working a miracle story in your life that you're having difficulty believing? Is love sprouting where only bitterness and anger have thrived before? Or do you see glimmers of peace where there used to be only hatred and racism? Or are there rays of hope where once there was only the dark hole of hopelessness? Hear God saying in those moments, in those spaces, it's me. I'm here. I conquered this. Stop doubting and believe. 
I pray that as we continue on our faith journey this week, that we will open our hearts, that we will broaden our minds, and allow God to lead us to the incredible things we haven't even imagined yet. Amen and amen. Now I invite you to share any joys or concerns that you might have. What are those moments in your life where you are the glimmers? You are seeing the rays of hope and the glimmers of peace. Where is God in your life? Where are you struggling with doubt and what are those struggling points? Please share those, whether you share them on Facebook, knowing that it's in the comments, or you can share it in a prayer request on our website. Know that we are praying not just now after this song, as we pray together here now, we pray, but we also throughout the week will be praying with you and for you. And so let us prepare our hearts for prayer with this song.
Thank you so much, Deanne, for that beautiful song. I do want to um, share and ask for prayers for the Johnson family um, on the passing of Matt this past week, and then also continued prayers for the Holmes family as they um, continue to, uh, we had the memorial service for Joe yesterday, and the flowers down here are in honor of him, and so continued prayers for Joe's family as well. Marla asked for prayers for Patty, who was re recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Pray that they found it early enough that, that it hasn't spread. And Sue asked for prayers for her brother-in-law, Jeff, who is having heart surgery. And I know that Facebook, Facebook is where I usually get the prayer concerns online, and I know it's being... Facebook is being grumpy, or BoxCast is being grumpy, or somebody on the internet is being grumpy. So, um, so if I don't see them, know that they will be added to the prayer chain later on, um, but we, and we will be praying with you and for you for all of your prayers that you share. Let us go to, oh, Tracy just put one in. It says, prayers of gratitude. After a year of searching, she has a new job. Congratulations, Tracy. And then Shelly says, please pray for Dee, who is seeking a job. Yes. And then Greg asks for prayers for all God's children and animals. Prayers for the UMC family and all of those in the United Methodist Church who family joining from Uniontown. Yes. And Gail asks for prayers for Carol, Carol M., who is having open heart surgery on Monday. See, I just had to wait one more second, and then I got some more. All right, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Holy Lord, you call us to be a people of faith, yet we are often a people filled with doubt. We doubt that love can grow again, that peace can come, that hope can shine. But you, Lord, you specialize in impossibilities, and in miracles. You walked on water. You heal the nations. You forgive sins. You set the captive free. So this morning, we pray for all the people who are filled with doubts, who wonder whether you exist, whether you are listening to our prayers, those who wonder what this whole community of faith is all about. And God, when we have that sinking feeling of doubt within us, give us the wisdom to turn to you. Lord, we want to believe. Help our unbelief. Give us faith so that we can be your faithful people, believing in your power to save, believing that we can share the good news of you with everyone that we meet. And we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray the prayer together that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As you go from this time of worship together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a fantastic week. God, we gather as your people to raise our song above, and we dare to claim the promise of your love. Though the day may not yet be here, we trust it soon will be when your children will be free. Oh, may our hearts and minds be opened when the church goes open wide. Oh, there room enough for everyone inside. For in God there is a welcome. In God we all belong. May that welcome be our song. Oh, we sing for all the children that one day they be free. And we sing for generations yet to be. That they never have a reason to doubt that they are blessed. May they in your love find rest. May their be hearts and minds be opened. Fling the church doors open wide. May there be room enough for everyone inside. For in God there is a welcome. In God we all belong. May the young lives cut short by fear and shame so afraid of who they are and whom they love may the message now be banished that your love is for the few may their faith in you renew oh, may our hearts and minds be opened claim our church open wide. May there be room enough for everyone inside. For in God there is a welcome. In God we all belong. May that welcome be our song. God, we're working for the future Oh, and strength and stature,